Good morning. Welcome to church. Um, it's great to be in the house of God. Amen. Amen. We're going to go to God's word. Let's pray before we go. Father, we come to you this morning, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you just speak through your word into our lives. And your spirit just, the Lord, to minister, to bring us closer to you, Father. And Lord, the word to bear fruit in our lives, in our hearts, Father, to fall on fertile soil, we pray, Lord, to your glory and your spirit to come minister through me this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. I want to share with you this morning about the cross. Now, I kind of as this past few weeks of just the cross I've been thinking about it, I've been thinking about the songs, and it's just kind of been on my mind, on my heart, on the cross. And, and when you think about the cross, when we often say it's for a new believer, you know, we often take the message of the cross to a new believer, and we think that's a gospel message the cross is. I think with what we know and how much we know Old Testament, New Testament, and everything, compared to when I got saved and my understanding of the cross to now, my understanding of the cross is much more deeper. I don't know about you. Let me say that again. When I first got saved, I got saved in a church born in a Christian family, went to a church, and when I heard the gospel at that time, I, I heard it like for the first time, and I said, I need eternity, and that's when I got saved. Some 30 years later, I was six when I got saved, so 30 plus six, you put the numbers together. <laughs> but you know when you kind of get kind of gauge, you know, 30 years later, how old was Paul when he got saved, kind of go, you know, 30 years later, when my mind goes back to the cross, oh, the richness of it just comes out. And I want to ask you this morning, how often do you and I think about and go back to the cross of Christ? What does it mean to you? What did it mean to Jesus? What did it mean to God when He said, his son. My father was a good man. And, um, you know, being in an Indian uh, family, we don't say, I love you. But then he showed his love to, um, to me uh, and to the family. You know, and he came to Australia and he worked and worked and worked and would send money off to Malaysia. And when we came here, and I came here and I landed here, within two weeks he passed away. But you know what? He passed away in Australia, um, buried in Ride, one of the cemeteries there. But then, I don't think about any of those. I'll be honest with you. I don't know about you, how often you think about it. I don't think about any of those, any about him and what he did. Sometimes when I drive through Ride, it comes to my memory. Sometimes when I see a photo recently, we shifted house. When I saw, you know, we, I saw his photos, 
And all this memory came back as to what he did and what I, you know, the, just the gratitude and the thankfulness to what he did. And, you know, and I would go and say, then, I, I, he was hardly at home because he's always overseas trying to earn money and send it back to us. And sometimes, you know, I think, you know, he neglected me and I didn't have that relationship. But he was out there earning money so that we could, you know, have a decent life over there. But all this comes in when we go, I pass through a rider, when I see a picture. How do you remember Jesus and the cross and how often do we do it? And I tell you what, as often as we do it, I tell you what, the rich it's, it's a depth of thankfulness, gratitude, and everything that we do should come out of that place where we understand that. See, if I tell you now, when I got saved, I was reading the Bible for the sake of reading the Bible, you know, that's going back. But when I got saved, and then I accepted Jesus, and then I started reading the New Testament, now I started to know more about the cross, and then I go to Isaiah, and then I go to the Old Testament, and then I think about Adam in Genesis when he fell into sin, and how God delivered us. Can you see the depth of how we understand and what we understand goes deeper and deeper to the point that our gratitude and our thankfulness, just there's much more. That's why I said, as we go back to the cross, as we go back to the cross, as we go back to the cross... Everything that we do for Him should come out of heart of love. I'll come to that later on, but everything, that's what the whole Bible is about. Come read with me this verse, John 15, 15, 13. And Jesus said this, and He said, Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. Again, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. The words of Jesus. And if you go back to the background to what Jesus did, now, and, and I've just, over the past two weeks, just been thinking about this and thinking about the love of Christ. When Adam fell into sin, God sent His Son to be on this earth. Think about this with me. I've got, I've got a lot of verses, but think about this with me. The Creator was born a child on this earth here. Given into the hands of man, human being, and then he grew up for 30 years. Now come with me. What was Jesus' thought when he was going through the cross? And Isaiah says this. I'm going to just jump. Look at this one, Isaiah 52, 14. Just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being, and his form marred beyond human likeness, God wanted to redeem mankind through this. And if you see, keep on reading, when we go to Isaiah 53, 7, the verse says, he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before shares is silent, so he did not open his mouth. And as, as, as we read more and more, and my thought went back to the time 
that he faced the cross. Do you know at his disposal, when he was in the garden, when the soldiers came, and Jesus said, at my disposal, there are legions of angels. But what did he say? Now I'll give myself into the hands of the Savior. And Jesus' thought would have been, because he loves us. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Moving on to Pilate. He was standing down there. What did they do? They mocked him, ridiculed him. They slapped him. What was going on in his mind? Because I love him. Because he loves us. Do you know what I'm trying to get? The love of God that's just making him go through all of that. They whipped him. So now I know based on, you know, the, the gospel, they have snippets of what the crucifixion was, but we don't have the full story of it. But we have culture, and we have tradition, and we have other writers who have said what went through in that period that we put together. Why I'm saying that? Because when I got saved, I didn't know anything of that. But now I know what he went through. I'm thinking that's the love for us. It's a whip with bones or metals attached to it, and he was whipped. And if you go back and read, it was a Roman punishment. And they whipped him, and they whipped him, and they say, at the end, his flesh would have been hanging down there. Why did he, he stood there? What was it that made him stand there and go through that? Because he loves us. Can, can you see what went through God's mind and God's, do you know what he was going through? And they slapped him, put a robe on him, put a crown of thorns on him. He went through that because he loves us. Cursed is a man that hangs on a tree on that cross. He became a curse for us. Why? Because he loves us. He was so broken, do you know, that he couldn't even carry his own cross. And, and, and I was just, this past few weeks, that thought's just been flooding my mind. It's the love that he has for us, had for us, and still has for us that made him go through all of that. He couldn't carry his cross. Finally, when he was nailed to the cross, what went through his mind, his love for us, just, I think that would have just overwhelmed that that section of his life, that the love for us, the love for us. And that's why Isaiah puts it down there. He was like, like a sheep to be slaughtered. See, sometimes why I bring this is sometimes 
all of this doesn't come to my mind until I ride, drive through a ride to remember. Do you know what I mean? And, and I thought to myself, how frequently should I be thinking about this? Because this brings out a the depth of what I know now in the Old Testament and the New Testament and the culture and the tradition and the other writers. The appreciation of why, thank you, Jesus. And every time a song of the cross comes out, and I go, Lord, thank you, Lord. Can you see, the more we think, the more we meditate on the cross and the love and the appreciation and the thankfulness and, and the gratitude, I think, I think we will never understand this love. Do you, do you agree with me? We will never understand this love. I don't know, even, even eternity we will understand that. Isn't that right? I don't know if we, even in eternity we will understand that. You know what? When we see the love of God, when we see someone love us, we love them back. Isn't that right? Do you agree with me? Recently, we were moving out. We shifted house, and we came across a um, uh, scribbled little paper. My daughter, Emmanuel, I don't know exactly what year, uh, how old she was. She scribbled on that paper, uh, Mommy, I love you so much. I will do, this is a ticket for you. You can ask me to do anything around the house and I will do it. Anything. Mommy, there's another ticket for you. I'll do the dishes for you. Mommy, and, and we, we together, we sat down and started reading that and we, we were just laughing about it. But it's love, isn't that right? Love makes us do things. But how do we fall in love? Okay. But the Bible is trying to get to us from Deuteronomy to the New Testament. He says, look at the love of God and fall in love with God. Look at the love of God and fall in love with God. Deuteronomy 6.5, if you can read Deuteronomy 6.5, and this is what it says. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. This is going back to the Old Testament. So how do we love God when we see the love of God towards us and for us and what He did? We fall in love with Him. And this was again stated in Matthew, Matthew twenty two thirty seven. 37. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Again, Jesus is trying to get this point to us. It's love who's gonna, that's going to draw us closer as we fall in love with Him. And He said all these commandments, and He, he summarized everything. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love others as yourself. So what Jesus is saying, hey, listen, if we love God, we will not serve another God. If we love God, we will not have another image. If we love God, we will not take the name of God in vain. Do you know what I mean? God is trying to get to us and say, hey, love is the one that's going to make us be a Christian and make us do the things that God wants us to do. And if we love others as ourselves, we won't steal them. And if we love someone else as ourselves, we won't kill them. Do you know what I mean? God was trying to summarize all of that and go, fall in love with me. But that's going from Deuteronomy chapter 6 all the way to the New Testament. And I'll tell you what, church. And I think it was last, this week or last week, I was, and I was giving to God in a giving. We do it online, but, uh, and God, and, and, and my heart, 
my heart was like, you know, okay, you know, sometimes you get into this place where you just give. God kind of reminded me, and, and, and God kind of just put this thought, the Spirit of God, and said, do you know, there's no one else on this earth who can give to God like you and I can give? Because we love Him. God, you know, God can get money from anywhere that He wants. Do, you, do, you understand, do we understand that? But when we love God and we give, oh, it brings pleasure to His heart. Isn't that right? When someone who loves you gives to you, it's different from the government giving us $10 million. Did you know? They, that's totally different. When we serve Him, it comes out of the heart to love Him. Isn't that right? Every time I'm on duty, whether usher or anything, I love to be the usher. Every time I'm cleaning the toilet or making sure the toilet is good, I'm thinking, God, this is your house, Lord. I love to serve you. See, everything, our relationship, our prayer life is because we love Him. Isn't that right? You know, we missed, I don't know if you missed, you know, recently in November, my, I sent off my family, uh, you know, for a holiday before I went over, and um, the house was all empty, and I, and I started to miss them. I don't, I don't know if you miss people. Do you, do you miss people when they're gone? I started to miss, and my heart was longing you know, I should say the order correctly for Sassy and the kids, you know. So. <laughs> but what's that? That's the love. Isn't that right? Our prayer, we sometimes have this routine saying, oh, it's just we're going sitting down praying. No, it's the love that draws us to His presence. Why? Because we're so thankful of what He did on the cross. We're so thankful for what He did. And when everything that we do for God comes out of that love for Him, it's totally different. And, and, I, and, and God kind of spoke to me, you've lost the love of giving, Paul. I, I, you know, we used to give, but then, and then that joy came out of me. I'm, I'm giving to God because I love Him. I'm serving God is because I love Him. Do you know what I mean? Everything that we should be doing in the kingdom of God should be out of love. And that's what God was trying to get from Deuteronomy all the way to Matthew. Hallelujah. Well, again, Naomi up here. I'm just going to get her. This was going to sing a song. How, is, how are you going with, with God? How is your relationship with God? I believe, you know, God just wants to restore relationships. You know, God, there's one thing that we can't hide from God, isn't that right? Every one of us stand here. But God's heart is to bring us closer to Him. I don't, I don't you, you know, want ever to be convicted thinking that I should move further away from God. That is never God's intention. God's intention is always to bring us closer to Him through the preaching, through the Word, through whatever He's doing through the Spirit of God. God's heart is that my children will get closer to Him. I don't know where you are at, but God knows exactly where you are at. I believe He wants to restore relationships this morning.
just get you to focus on his love this morning for a while before we end this service just close your eyes you don't have to sing just sit down there and enjoy his presence